Welcome to Monday's Mitch Podcast. I'm Mitch Newman, and I am determined to provide you with the best of the best state-of-the-heart tools and techniques to support you in redefining, reframing, and reigniting. That's a lot of re's. That flame inside of you that will propel you to your next levels of success. Together, we're going to explore and do a deep dive into really all aspects of conscious leadership and what it really takes to lead oneself and others at this higher level of consciousness with the intention and the outcome of creating maximum impact and contribution in all areas of your life. We will laugh, most definitely cry, the good cry, of course, hopefully, and without a doubt, discover the magic that exists inside of each and every one of you. So, if you're not afraid of the unknown, let's get to it. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Mitch Newman, and welcome to my podcast, Mondays of Mitch. I am very excited that you stopped by, that you are investing some of your precious time and energy of your day, and hopefully here to absorb a little bit about what it means to at least from my perspective, to to lead from a higher level of consciousness. That's what the podcast is all about. And my goal and my intention is always is to, to add a little bit more magic to what I firmly believe are your already magical lives. And so I want to talk today and kind of just jump in. Uh, you know, I, I, a quote came across my desk um, that I thought was super powerful and it was uh, a Neil Donald Walsh quote. And when I read it, it it wasn't, how do I explain it? It wasn't anything that, that I don't know or you don't know. And it's not something that I haven't heard or probably you haven't heard in one form or fashion. It was just, I think, really just the way it said. And in the moment, in my own consciousness of receiving it and with everything going on, um, in my life, everything going on around me, everything going on in the world, it just really struck a chord. And, and I was spending a lot of time sharing it with people because it really is powerful. I, I, I write a lot of my own quotes, my own Mitchisms, and I naturally read a lot of quotes that people post. And this one really just, just struck a nerve with me and it kind of dovetails into what I really want to talk about today. But let me just lead with the quote. It says, love is not what you want. It is what you are. It is very important to not get these two confused. If you think that love is what you want, you will go searching for it all over the place. If you think love is what you are, you will go sharing it all over the place. Powerful, powerful stuff. And the topic today really is, in many ways, uh, I guess a culmination of scenarios that I've watched over the past five and a half years as an entrepreneur, as a coach, as someone who hopefully has inspired leadership in other people. And it's this notion of people coming to me kind of exhausted, sometimes physical, usually mental and emotional as well, where things that they've been doing in their own style of leadership, in their own way of attaining success as they define success is, I guess, reaching this place of a, of a lack of fulfillment. That's the things that were maybe once working or they thought were working, aren't working, or the realization that they've been doing the same thing 
over and over again and not getting anywhere. And it really comes down to this. How do I give it away without giving myself away? And love is a key component of that. And so that quote really was is fascinating to me on so many levels because it really, the, the subtext of it, the real gist of it, the real juice behind it is, can I learn to understand, accept, embrace, and fortify from within that love is something that I am, that abundance is something that I am, that in the seeking of it outside of ourselves, in this idea that somehow it exists somewhere out there, we get exhausted physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and for some people, for sure, financially. So what does it take to be able to give it away without giving yourself away? And it's tricky because it's counter to the way many of us have been socialized when it comes to leading. When it comes to being there for other people. Now, love is a tricky one because many of us, whether we realize it or not, we we figured out where we fit in in our family environment, regardless of what that environment looked like. We had to figure out at some point, how do we get or not get love? And we make those decisions based on really an underdeveloped brain. Highly emotional, larger feeling center of the brain with a much more logical center of the brain. So we make decisions about how we get love or how we achieve love based upon the results. And we are often not correct. Or we create an illusion as to how we get that because we're seeking it outside. So love can be tricky. So some of us grew up in environments where if we talked the loudest because there were a lot of siblings. If we talked the loudest, that's how we got noticed and that's how we made an impact and that's how we got love. If we did for other people because you realize, how do I fit in? How do I fit in? Okay, let me do for other people. Oh, I'm getting love. I'll keep doing for other people. Now, those patterns and those behaviors we take with us from childhood through adolescence into young adulthood, into older adulthood. (laughs) And we keep utilizing them thinking that that's how it works. So as an entrepreneur, I get a lot of calls and field a lot of text messages from people who are suddenly feeling unfulfilled. And they're caught up in, in many ways, I don't understand. Why am I feeling this? Because the truth of the matter is, eventually, the behavior of trying to seek what we want from outside of us, seek what we want from other people, manipulate in many ways other people to get what we want because that's what we learned how to do, starts to feel less, the, less and less fulfilling. What once gave us joy for doing for other people is now 
replaced by anger and resentment. And it's confusing. Why am I suddenly angry and resentful? This is the way I've always been. Because suddenly, or not so suddenly, because it's really a, a situation over time, we start to, it, it, we kind of whittle away at that notion that that is how we receive love. And we start to realize, yeah, this doesn't feel good anymore. This doesn't seem to be working for me anymore. So we look at it and we say, okay, so what is it that I can do differently? And other people go, I'm lost. I don't know what to do. I don't know where I fit in all of this. So I get phone calls and I get text messages and they're like, I can't get anybody to do anything. I'm getting angry at my team because all I do is give, 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 and, and, and nobody seems to appreciate it. Nobody seems to care. Suddenly what was once working is no longer working. And a lot of that is because people are evolving. They're, in essence, growing up and realizing that the software that, that they've been operating under, which in many cases has become hardware for some people, is no longer working. The system is breaking down, and as a result, people break down physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and financially. So how do we give it away without giving ourselves away? How do we show up for other people And at the same time, make sure that we're showing up for ourselves. For some people, that's pretty foreign. They're uncomfortable in the receiving of. I'm better at giving than receiving. I prefer to give than receive. I get a little uncomfortable when people do things for me. Well, if we're going to lead at a higher level of consciousness, the best thing I can say and the shortest thing I can say is get over it. It's time that we all grow up and grow into who we want to become. So the first step that I find that when people approach me and they're going through these types of challenges is I always ask them. They're physically tired. They're mentally, they're emotionally. They're just just spent. And I'll always say this. I'll ask them the same question. Where would you, on a scale of one to 10, one being it doesn't exist and 10 being it's amazing Where are you at with self-care? There's usually a pregnant pause. There's usually (laughs) a moment of being stumped. And I'll never hear a score over three or maybe four. Because that's the first thing that that, that has gone, is that self-care, that taking care of ourselves. Because why? All of our energy is devoted to others. And in the, in the essence of doing that is we can say, well, I'm a giving person. That's just who I am. And that's a part of us. There's no question. If you like to give, you enjoy giving, I, I don't want you to stop giving. The difference is giving from a place of deserving. Giving from a place of knowing that you deserve that too. And so the self-care score of three to four is going to reveal that physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, we're not really doing very much for ourselves on a daily basis. We are still seeking outside of ourselves and through other people that sense of I matter, I belong, I am loved, I am abundant, I deserve, I am enough. And it's backwards. So in order to 
fortify ourselves, or in this case, refortify ourselves and make ourselves in many ways bulletproof to this from occurring again and dropping down and kind of losing out again and recreating this scenario again is we have to put energy into self-care. Physically, what am I doing? How am I, what am I eating? Am I exercising? What am I doing on a consistent basis over the course of a week that lets me know that I'm honoring the temple, my body that I've been given in this lifetime? It may be about sleep. People who are stressed out all the time, worried about other people, doing things for other people, aren't getting enough sleep. They're in fight or flight all the time. Their nerves are shot. They're eating the wrong foods. They're not staying hydrated. They're not exercising. So we need to refortify ourselves. And that doesn't mean we overhaul everything at once. We just pick one thing. Because people say, well, okay, I get it, Mitch. All right, I'm going to go to the gym five days a week. I go, you haven't been to the gym one day a week, and now you're going to go five? This isn't about living your life in extremes. That's not going to work either. What if you commit commit to 15 minutes three times a week, 20 minutes three times a week? Two times a week. What is that? What is that thing that you're willing to commit to? A minimum number of times, just so you know that you can hit your minimums, that you absolutely won't fail, and you can always do more. It may also be around food. And the truth is, just simply exercising and moving your body may stimulate you to want to eat other foods or potentially less food in that process. So all of a sudden we start putting energy into self-care. We start feeling better about ourselves. We start to carry ourselves differently as a result. And then we start doing this really, really, really cool thing called making self-honoring choices. Making self-honoring choices. In the past, someone would say, hey, Mitch, can you do this? And you go, yes. I go, yes, yes, yes. Of course, of course, I'll take care of it, no problem. Now I might go, hmm, I don't know that I have the time to do that this week. Something that my coach taught me, which (laughs) I want to say it saved my life. It sounds pretty dramatic, but I will tell you, I did, when I heard it, I did shed a tear and let out an audible sigh and felt my body just kind of sink into itself. When she said, Mitch, When people ask me to do something, it's either 100% yes or it's a no. Oh, I just, oh, just to even say that out loud, so powerful. So the self-honoring choice is, why am I doing it? Am I doing it because that's how I got my love in the past and I'm realizing that's not, I am love. I don't need to do that to get love. Am I manipulating the situation by doing somebody a favor, hoping that they'll be able to do me a favor? And who gets compromised in the choice? Does my wife and time with my wife get compromised? Does time with my girls, my kids get compromised? Does time for myself to meditate or exercise get compromised? So all of a sudden, I start making these self-honoring choices. 
knowing that I deserve to, knowing that you deserve to as well. And not just saying no to people, not just changing the rules automatically to people, because let's face it, when somebody calls you and says, hey, can you do this for me? They called knowing that you're probably 99% sure of themselves that you're going to say yes. So all of a sudden, when you when you kind of check in, you take a deep breath, I hear you, and you just go, no, I can't. Then you're in a situation, and then you're in a position where you can actually say, no, I can't, and here's why. I really want to spend time with my family. I'm committed to spending more time with my wife, committed to spending more time with my kids. This is the time that I need to exercise. Sometimes the self-honoring choice is leaving a message on your cell phone that says, you have reached me between the hours of 4 and 7 p.m. This is the time I dedicate to my family, to a dinner and connection with my, with my kids. Please leave me a message. And if it's an emergency, here's someone else that you can call. And all of a sudden, people are going, oh, wow. Less, less shocked that all of a sudden they can't reach you and more shocked to say, why am I not doing that? Why am I not participating in taking better care of myself? So what happens as a result of that, you start making new boundaries and agreements with yourself and with other people of what's okay and what's not okay. And some of those boundaries are incredibly firm and they need to be firm. And some of those boundaries are pliable, they're bendable, they're flexible, depending upon the situation or the circumstance. The difference is, is in the past, you automatically just did. And now you get to pause and choose. Now, some people are not going to like that. I don't know what's happened to Mitch. Ever since he started fill in the blank, he's just different. You may find that there may be people that you will have to leave behind in your life that won't fit into your life anymore because you're no longer that go-to for them. That's okay. That's okay. Because now what you're doing is you're inviting in a better type of person for you that also sets boundaries, that also has agreements, that also makes self-honoring choices because they also exercise self-care. And now when you then give it away, you are giving it away. It may be time. It may be energy. It may be effort. It's just not all of you. It's just not at the risk of depleting you because you now know that your time And your energy is valuable. That most importantly, you deserve this. And now the giving away of love is available to you. Without the need to try and get more love, to manipulate a situation or a circumstance. Because the love started from inside of you. The abundance started from inside of you. That higher level of conscious leadership started within you.
Think about where that fits in your life. Make some necessary choices. Let people know without pounding your chest, without screaming from the rooftop, let them know what you deserve, what you'll accept, and what will no longer serve you. And as a byproduct, you will model that behavior for them so that they can start to look at that for themselves. And that's how we move from one leader to inspiring the next to inspiring the next. I'm Mitch Newman. I appreciate you. We'll see you again next time. Hey, so if you like this episode, make sure to subscribe to this podcast so, you know, we can hang out every Monday. You can also follow me on Instagram at Life's a Mitch. And if you feel so inspired, make sure to tag me in your stories. I really appreciate hearing from people who are listening in. So if you have any ideas, any feedback, any questions, don't be shy. Please send them along. Who knows? Something you share or suggest may spark a future episode. So until next week, remember, life's a Mitch and then you thrive. 